And I'm going to read this to you in the NIV. Because scriptures, how we are to live when we lift our attentive souls to you. That's nice. Instruct us in the way of your will and yeah, lead us as only your spirit can lead. In Jesus' name. I want to get those projectors up on Amen. the thing. We're going to be, I'm going to be reading the scripture this morning if you have your Bibles. I'm coming from the King James Version. It'll be Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. It says 10. And the gospel reads, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise And when yeah, Jesus saw one. her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. infirmity. And he laid his hands man. on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall? And lead him away to water him? And ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan hath bound though these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Wow, what a gospel. What a lesson, which made me come up with the title of my sermon today, Think About the Rules that Govern Our Lives. Now today in our gospel reading, Jesus heals a crippled woman on the Sabbath, which brings us to two things that were brought to light in this reading, the law and hypocrites. Now to further understand what is going whatever on here today, here. let us define what so these words mean yeah, so in always the, the icons. If you do it up here. Coming from the dictionary of biblical words, the word law means a legal code of instructions and prohibitions that God gave to Israel. Now when someone mentions the law of God, most of us immediately think of history's most famous list, the Ten Commandments. In truth, God's law is much more involved. Now, over the years, Jewish leaders over the centuries, they codified all the restrictions and requirements given to Moses by God at Sinai. Now, my friends, you want to stay seated for this. I think we all are seated, but if you understand, I would tell you to stay seated for this. The consensus tally was they came up with 613 laws, 365 don'ts, and 248 mandates or duties. It's not quite the U.S. tax code. 
Even so, it's pages and pages of rules. So let me ask you questions. Why did they have such a complicated system of law, and why so many regulations? In brief, here's what the law reveals. It reveals God's absolute holiness and God's desire for his redeemed people to live in God-honoring and in world-blessing now, by carefully observe, observing legal and moral code given at Sinai, Israel was to be a light to the nations, showing the world how good it is to know and serve the one true God. Now, in today's gospel, Jesus was telling the synagogue leader in his own way to think about the rules that govern us. In First Timothy, Chapter 4, verse 16, Paul exhorts his young co-worker to watch your life and your doctrine closely. Timothy is not consumed with other issues that his own spirituality is neglecting. Jesus offers a similar warning here in today's scripture. He says, my friends, God's rules are not arbitrary. They were all given to protect God's people from harm and to provide for them the most fulfilling life possible. However, the Bible book shows and states that the exacting requirements of God's law are impossible for us to follow perfectly. I heard someone today before church say that we're not perfect. And if there is a perfect person, I hope somebody can show me. Amen. There was only one person that perfect. That's right. All, That's and right. That was Jesus Christ. Say the name. Jesus. No one can do it. No one can follow the laws exactly. Not even a devout Jew like the Apostle Paul who was very fanatical about trying to keep the law of God. Even he was finally forced to admit that the real purpose of the law, as stated in Galatians chapter 3, verse 24, he says, Our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. That is what Jesus was trying to demonstrate. He was trying to tell the Jewish leaders to let God's law show you how holy God is. But then instead of just trying to memorize and live out of both boatload of rules, ask God's Holy Spirit today to rule your heart and animate your life. That's the way to be holy and joyful. It's how become the kind of person who causes us to wonder what makes him or her tick. Now in today's story, Jesus comes upon a woman who has been bound by Satan for 18 years. Imagine that. 18 years. She was bound by this disease. Now folks, causes of disease can be physical. They can be psychological, or they can be spiritual. 
But regardless of the cause, no Christians have no Christians have power over disease. Christians in the first century saw disease as a work of Satan, a weapon of his demons, a way in which evil rules the world. But when Jesus healed disease, whether it was demonically or physically caused, he pushed back the kingdom of Satan. And then you can do. My friends, what the devil did, Jesus undid. Now, because Jesus healed her on the Sabbath, which was a day of rest for the Jews, Jesus then called the Pharisees, you hypocrites. Should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has kept down for 18 years, be set free? He was not giving a medical explanation. You see, Jesus identified the cause of her problem as Satan's doing. You see, the Pharisees, they operated with a process of heart. And they had religious blindness. They hid behind theology, in this case, the prohibition of work on the Sabbath. Now, what baffles me Despite oh. Jesus, all that Jesus had done and taught, and stop, stop. Jewish religious leaders yeah. still failed oh. to understand the character of God's kingdom. And with the backgrounds. Jesus wonderfully heals a woman who has been crippled for a long like time. And oh. rather than rejoicing, like, at this can be like it's a whole service. So that we can put like the title. It has like the scripture. Because he has performed this good deed on the Sabbath. It's just that Pastor Ray doesn't give us that information right away. So, yeah. This is nice right here. I like that. And there is no, now there is no appropriate day to do good than on the Sabbath. Which, friends, brings me to the word hypocrite. Which means one who assumes a persona that's not really he or who she is. You should be able to do more than that. Now, as I said, that a hypocrite is a person that assumes a persona that's oh, yeah, not you can really tell pretty much anything. You know, now, listen, Jesus was trying to show this synagogue leader and the other leaders. He was trying to point out the their hypocrisy. They would, this is where he was coming yeah, from. He said they would untie their the animals and care for them on the Sabbath. Yet these same people refused to see that care for humans is far more important. They were such hypocrites. Willing to help animals, but not well willing to help a human being, a woman, a daughter of Abraham. So my question is, what work had Jesus done? He had merely reached out and touched her. Not even as much work as leading an ox or a donkey to water. Yet these hypocrites stayed. They could not see past their wrongs. The fact of the matter is, they hid 
behind their own set of laws to avoid laws obligation. This is why we need to think about the laws that govern us. People today can use the letter of the law to rationalize away their obligations to care for us. Wow. But people's needs are more important than rules and regulations. We need to take the time to help others. That is why it's so great to be at Faith Harvest, because we help others. Amen. We have our ministry we do every second and fourth Saturday month when we give out food. You've never seen so many people last week. Matter of fact, we had giveaway and we were doing food. They were there. What time were they there, Elvin? Eight o'clock lining up. We didn't start till ten. What a service that we do for the community. We care about others. We have all the other things that we do during the week. The women's ministry. Amen. We care about what people, we care about the people because people are the priority. Amen. Folks, now Satan, as I was saying, had bound this woman for 18 years. Would it have been right to make her wait even another hour to be free? Let me ask you, what would we think of Jesus if he told her to go away and suffer for another day while he went to the barn to care for his dog? My brothers and sisters, anyone who acted like that couldn't be very much like God. Yet many of us have been guilty of this very sin, Pastor included. We have made the people whom Satan has bound in the darkness of sin wait for the gospel while we take care of our own pleasures and wants. My friends, it is important that we all pray and do what we can to spread the gospel message of salvation as quickly as possible. Someone wants to be saved. How many here are saved? Who wants to be saved? Amen. Amen. So why should they have to wait even one more day? I wonder what's let me invite you today to follow those of God. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And help those who are suffering and in need today. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 18 through 19, it says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words, that he shall speak in my name, I myself require it of him. Listen, folks. Everywhere he went, Jesus found himself stalked and harassed. 
by the scribes and the Pharisees. Israel is jealous, paranoid, disapproving religious leaders. These guys had a convoluted and complicated way of interpreting God's word. They always explained scripture in a way that made them look spiritual, made everybody else look inferior, and gave them some kind of loophole or exemption. What does that tell you they are? Hypocrites. And they were doing all these things from doing what God really intended them to do. In Matthew 23, Jesus unloaded on them in that in that gospel seven times. In one short exchange, he called them hypocrites. In addition, he also called them sons of hell, blind guides, blind fools, and snakes. And he was comparing them to whitewashed tombs. I think Jesus was quite clear on how much he detests hypocrisy. Hypocrites. Jesus called them actors. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 5, Jesus said, Everything they do is done for men to see. In other words, it was all a show. So let me ask you questions. Even to the Facebook people watching it today, people on Faith Life. Is that a description of you right now? Are you hiding behind a religious looking persona to cover up a messed up soul? Are you saying all the right things but not doing them consistently? I have And it's not fun. I asked myself these same questions when the devil was attacking me. Trust me, it happens. It happens to pastors more than anybody else. But God really, the devil really wants to get to us. But he didn't get to me. I asked them questions as I was praying to God talking to him in meditation. And I, and if this is you, I have some great news for you today. You don't have to continue on that road. Take off the mask and show God the truth of your heart and all the inconsistencies. We are not perfect. I heard Sister Mari say this morning that we're not in the hospital, but this is a hospital for sinners. That is why we are here. Because we are all sinners needing to be forgiven each and every day. And he already knows anyway. And I'm saying to you all today to confess the ugly truth. You can have a do-over or at least a chance to walk in integrity. 
So many times you can slip and fall. And if you call for the name of Jesus and ask for forgiveness, he will pick you up and put you back on your feet. And he gave a lot of chances. I mean, let's take a look at the Israelites. How many times did they fall on their face? And this was God's chosen kingdom. How many times did they fall on their face and God brought them back? They all got forgiveness. They kept coming back and back and making mistakes after mistake after mistake. I'm sure God was up there saying, boy, these guys haven't learned to learn mistakes yet. But he forgave each and every time. And that can be you. Listen, folks. Very simple. Jesus came to rescue sinners, which even includes those who are good at pretending they're not so bad. You see, the Sabbath was always meant to be a time for giving and receiving life. It was meant to be a day set aside in which God could bless his people and restore them to life. It was a day for praising God for all his goodness. His commandments and his regulations are in themselves life-giving where required. Unfortunately, they can also stifle and restrict life when the law is considered more important than restoring someone to life. I told you it was going to be harsh today, huh? Human nature itself has a tendency to gravitate and adhere to the law. And adherence to the law can make one proud and it gives opportunity to lord it over others and make one feel like a bit of like a god. In the eyes of Jesus, the Sabbath had become like the crippled woman who was bound by a sick spirit sick spirit and therefore had no life. So my prayer for you today is just this. I ask you today to ask for forgiveness of your sins and be saved. Obey God's moral laws and become a child of God today. It says in 2 Samuel Chapter 22, verse 2. It says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. And he is. Listen, my friends, since Jesus makes no distinction between the days for work or giving life each day of the week, they can also be counted as Sabbath, where Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. It doesn't have to just be Sunday. Forget that the days are called Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. In the eyes of Jesus, they are all Sundays in which you can receive and give life to another. And in the midst of the laws and regulations and traditions. 
Jesus rose above them and gave life to the woman by being merciful and healing her. Wasn't that Jesus' purpose? What did he say? He said, I did not come to change the law. I came to fulfill it. And fulfill it he did. Even though the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes couldn't see it. You see, they were blinded by all the rules and regulations. They could not see what was in front of them. I read a book one time, I'm not sure of the author, but he did a study where he put a bunch of guys in a circle and they were dribbling the basketball around the circle. And all of a sudden, a mascot, a bunny, jumped through the circle. Not one of them saw the mascot because they were so paying attention to what they were doing with the ball that they weren't paying attention to what just came in front of them. Does that remind us of what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes? They couldn't see that that was the Messiah standing right in front of them. Now sometimes there is confusion when it comes to forgiveness and the need to obey. Folks, I'm here to tell you we need to obey. It's not only forgiveness of sins, but obedience is also God's rule of righteousness. His will for your life. When we fail, forgiveness is available as through Christ, there is access to forgiveness through confession. And I'm still realizing the need to submit to his authority more and in different ways as the days go on. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I don't listen, and it's costly. You know, it's sometimes things just at the same time when we confess and we get peace of mind when I fall short. Authority, rules, and regulations, let's be honest, they're not popular in our culture. But they should be. But my friends, it is popular with God. Listen, obeying authority is a part of God's plan for our benefit. Things just work out better when it's done God's way, amen? After all, God sees all things. We just see a part of it. He allows us to see what he wants us to see. And whatever we don't see, it's already done. I think when I was up here the last time, I think it was for Pastor Ray's anniversary, I remember that I said something that about Pastor Ray about obedience. There isn't a thing that Pastor Ray does not do without the obeying of God. God says to pull the trigger on it, he pulls the trigger. If he doesn't, he waits for God's word. 
We can't do things the way we want to do them. It may sound good to us, but to God, it means something entirely different. Sometimes we even question God, why would you have me do that? That doesn't sound right. And we wind up doing it our way and we fall our ways. We need to do it. It was a long, long haul for me coming back one morning. I used to be one of those guys, you know, that thought I could be lying to everybody, making myself look good, patting myself on the back, drinking too much, coming home from the military, going through all the things I went through with my ex-wife. But I found God. And when I found God, things just went right around didn't go all didn't, didn't go fast enough for me. I could take a long time, you know, but he was waiting for me. That's how I got my apartment. I was homeless. I'm not gonna I'm gonna talk about being transparent here. I was homeless. My best friend over there said, No, you can stay with me. I said, No, no, I gotta do some stuff. I gotta learn. I went to a homeless shelter and I wanted the place so bad, but God talked to me and he wanted me to have things in place financially so that I could continue where I was at and not be homeless again. And sometimes we want things right away. That's the way the world works. We want things quick, quick, quick. And sometimes that might not be in the cards for you at this time. We have to be patient and wait for God to tell us when it is okay to do the things we need to do. Following authority, thinking about the laws that govern us, is the way you can serve God in working out matters for the best. Folks, there are three basic steps that I came up with towards giving life, which was demonstrated in today's gospel, and there were three things that I live by. First thing is, stop what you're doing. Stop the bad behavior now. Stop it. Take charge of the situation. Whatever your problem is, admit that you have that problem. And extend your healing hand. I've been through this. I try to extend my hands to others to help them so that they don't have to go through what I went through. And being a veteran, and any veterans out there know that when we come home, it's a very tough road to play. The things that we see, the things that we do, the adjustment to coming back to a civilian lifestyle is very tough for a lot of me included. We had to recognize that we had what problem we had so that God could take over from there and change it. And it took me a while to realize it. It took me almost 48 years to realize it, but I finally got it. Now, unfortunately, this process, as I just mentioned, becomes more difficult 
when we are interrupted in the things we like to do. It is particularly difficult on an institutional level where there are committees focused on upholding the regulations. But that can be overcome with a focus on Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath. He will give us a healthy spirit and a spirit of love in which we too can rise above matters of little concern to be able to give life to others. Interruptions into our busy routines can at times be opportunities to help and give life to someone in need. How many times have we seen somebody in need of help and we just walk past them? How about if we just stop one minute and ask them, what can I do to help you? What can I do to get you to a better place? And we don't have enough of that in this world. Everybody is concerned with the hustle and bustle of life that they just don't think about the ones that don't have it, that don't have a house to go home to can't get a meal. They're out on the streets, living in the streets that we see right now are so violent, anybody can get shot. I heard a story the other day. I was telling Elder this morning about a lady who worked at WSFS Bank in Wilmington. She worked there for 15 years. She got in her car to go home to her family and there was a shootout around the corner, and she caught a straight bullet back there. We need some way to get into our younger people. And there are some older middle-aged ones that are doing it too. We need to get into these areas and, and try to speak the word of God to them. Give them something to care for, give them something to use. Have them pick up a Bible instead of a gun. My dear friends, Sunday morning is a place and a time for us to receive light from Jesus. The Lord of the Sabbath, as it is also a place and time for you to give a helping or a healing hand someone in there. Every good service that is provided in our Christian community is a way of giving life to another and glory to God. That food ministry that we have and the people that come out, we do the work God gets all the glory. God sent that people to us because you know they needed something. And they come and they feed their families. I'm getting a tear in my eye right now just thinking about it because these families, we weren't able to do our ministry for a while because we didn't have transportation. We didn't have a way to get the food. I had people calling me up asking if we were coming back. You should see the joyful smiles last week. 
that kind of thing. I have Jeremiah and all these people who say, thank God for that. We needed that. We needed to know you were still a part of the community. That's how we win souls for Christ. We give them things for them to find a better way, a better solution to where they already are. That's what we do here at Faith Harvest. We already got the youngsters. We're looking for more. I mean, we do everything for people. That's what it's about. That's what kingdom living is about. And you know what? I didn't really see all that until I met Pastor Ray. Thank you, Pastor Ray. And I've seen it with this family. It's when you guys welcome my people into your open arms, then they ask for more. And that was all God. Remember how I was just persistent every day in Dr. Ray? <laughs> God was telling me for a reason to come here. And now I'm seeing it. Every good service provided in our Christian community is a way to give and glory to God. Now today, this crippled woman she praised God for her healing. And the gospel ends with the author noting that all the people were delighted with the wonderful things Jesus was doing. Today, wherever you find Jesus in the life of his disciples, there you will find that the people are delighted with all of the wonderful things done in his name. Remember, folks, Jesus is the Lord of this day and every day. And through his resurrected life, continues to heal and give life to all people each and every day. We need to bring a light into someone who is in darkness. They have to get rid of the garbage that's behind them. Remember when Peter, Jesus told Peter to walk on the water? And Jesus, he was looking straight at Jesus and he was walking fine. Yeah. Then he turned around and looked away from Jesus and he started sinking. We have to get rid of this back here in order to stay focused up here. And the way to start that today is to ask Jesus today for forgiveness of your sins. Tell him you want him to be your personal Lord and Savior. Your name will be written in his book of life forever, never to be redeemed. You will be a child of God forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, too often we put you into a small box and pretend we can easily describe you, amazing God. You created the heavens and the earth. You love humans. You love fish, the birds, and the animals. Why do we try to shrink you down to a more manageable size when you are bigger than we can imagine? Help us to see 
see you in each other and to hear your words in the music of this place. Help us to know you better through the scriptures and the wonder of creation. Shape us and mold us, O oh God. In Jesus' name, Thank you very much for your time this morning. Glory to God. We are all truly blessed today. And we thank you for being here each and every week. And I'm going to hand over the service now to this elder. Thank you. is just giving us a message for our lives and for many's lives out there who are witnesses to this. At the end of the scriptures that he just taught us on, there is one verse that speaks to what God is calling right now for us to do. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, that means her stuff was uncovered and she was exposed, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared it to him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And all that says is that right now God, God is open up to you that uh, what happened going on in your, in your life, the healing that you may need, the disease that has been keeping you from him, you can be healed from him right now. So whether you're out in media land or whether you're in, a, in the house with us, if you've been struggling with some sickness that has kept you from being all God's called you to be, whether that is uh, sickness the doctors are treating you with or whether it's sickness of your spirit, uh, know that God is saying, he is uncovered it so that you can be fully healed and made whole, just like the woman with the issue of blood. So we open up, before we do our offering today, we open up our, what they say, the altar, so that if you are looking to be different, if you're looking to be healed, if you're asking God to remove those things that have been keeping you trapped and bound, that have uh, stopped you from being uh, the person God calls you to be, that you know He calls you to be, or we achieving those things God has placed in your hand. Jesus is the one and only one who can give you the healing. That's right. So we open that up to you. You are at home, are at home. If you are looking for this, if you don't know what else to do, do like the woman who had the issue of blood did. And if you come to Jesus and touch him, you will be made whole. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. It is a wonderful in God's sight when we uh, let go and let God. When we allow him to expose us of ourselves so that he can give us this stuff. Amen? Amen. God, I thank you for this woman of God who has come before you. And all those out there in the land, as you raise your hand as we pray this prayer, God will save you. God, we thank you now for your blessings, God, your healing virtues, Lord, that enters in, that cleanses us and makes us white as snow. Thank you, God, that you are blessing this woman of God, Lord, 
who says, I don't want to be what I used to be. I don't want to hold on to what's trying to hold me down, God. That I'm turning it over to you now, God. And that, Lord, I know Jesus <laughs> has healed me and made me whole. I thank you, God, for her deliverance, God. I thank you, God, for her healing, God. I thank you, God, for her earnestness in coming to you, knowing, Jesus, that you never fail, that you're always there, and that, God, this is a new life. I showed off that she is claiming to make hope in you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. We speak that to everyone out in media land. Now, for everyone who raised your hand, for everyone who's seeking after God, for everyone who felt they were lost or alone, Jesus has made you whole. In the name of Jesus, we declare that. Amen. God, I thank you for this woman of God who's come up to you now, Lord. I thank you, God, Lord. God, thank you, Father, that you don't allow, God, the things that are on the outside to cover what's on the inside, God, that, Lord, that she's bringing it all to you, Lord, that she is God saying, Lord, set me free, Father. I'd rather make an exchange, God, of what is of me for what is of you, Lord, that I may be pure and white and snow in the name of Jesus, God. God, I thank you now for the infirmities being healed in the name of Jesus, God. God, I thank you now for the blood that in the name of Jesus, God. God, I thank you now, Lord, that our heart, Lord, is right with you in the name of Jesus, God. God, I thank you now that as she lifts her hands, God, that you are instilling in her hands, God, the power and the authority that came just as that woman with the issue of blood received to tell the world about a Jesus who can save anybody in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you now, God, I thank you now. I thank you for the breaking, God, but for the healing that comes after the breaking in the name of Jesus. God, we bless your name, God. We give you honor, we give you glory. We give you honor, we give you glory. We give you honor, we give you glory. We bless your name today, God. Hallelujah. If there's anyone else in the house who just wants a prayer, if you want us to touch and agree with you on anything, <laughs> Anything, God, please feel free to come up. Or if you don't want to come up, stand in your place. We can pray. Do you know prayer reaches all parts of the world? Nothing's left uncovered when it comes to prayer. It can reach you in the deepest depths of disparity. It can reach you in the highest heights of the world. You can be on an airplane, I'm on earth, and trust what I'm telling you. When we pray, God hears and he answers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. 